0: And welcome to Perfecting the Formula. This is Juan. This is Mahesh. And today we'll be review or previewing the Santiago Chile race. Um, do you have a random thought? We should redo the intro in Spanish. Bienvenidos. Uh, no, 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 not like. I was actually.
1: That, it. that would actually. Let, let's just actually do, Wait, stop the recording. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> do you know how bad my Spanish is, Juan? Um, we could find out. <laughs> I am not putting that. Okay. On the interwebs Spotify <laughs> will remove us for that
0: <laughs> What would that They'll be under? like who
1: the hell are these bastards They ain't doing this shit on our platform
0: <laughs> Alright but yeah Today we're gonna talk about Or preview the Santiago Epre uh, We do want to talk about some random news That wrapped up from the Marrakesh Epre And to lead us in um, One of the topics that I would like to bring in as one of the racers that didn't long, last as long in the race was um, Pascal Verlein. He did say in one of the news articles that the energy management is quite easy. Hold up.
1: We're going we're gonna to take a timeout here. Pause. Pause. Let's all breathe. Pascal. You didn't even race for 10 laps. What do you know about the energy management? You didn't have a chance to manage your energy. You were in the opening laps where it's balls to the wall and floor it to try and get track position. You didn't have to manage your energy. You didn't even have to manage your race. You couldn't even manage your car because it went kaput. It went boom goes the dynamite. You you can't comment on energy management. This is that Formula One arrogance. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I raced in Formula One, and now I can do anything. And it's like, no, you can't do anything. You done goofed, son.
0: Uh, talking about doing anything, I think the only racer that gets props in Formula One is Fernando Alonso, or along with a lot of the triple crowns way before his time.
1: Yeah, I mean, like he, like I mean, that's a sign of a good driver that you can go into another racing series and just dominate, and you've dominated multiple racing series. I mean. He was gonna win the IndyCar race if his <laughs> McLaren's <laughs> engine didn't give out there too. And then he was, and then he's won Monaco and he's, I mean, he's on his way to it, and he's won Le Mans. So I mean, he's on his way to a triple crown. So that's the sign of a good driver. If he says the energy management is easy, he's allowed to make that comment. You've <laughs> earned the right, two-time world champion of Formula One, Le Mans winner, and almost IndyCar winner. You have earned that right. But Pascal fucking Wurline. <laughs> who did he even race for again? Marusha? Didn't he race for, like, Marusha back when they were a thing? And then, um, I forget who we raced for after that. I think mean, that's the only team he raced for.
0: I uh, do not know his history.
1: But, like, you didn't even race for a Tom Tier team. Arguably, you didn't even race for a middle tier team. i I just don't understand where are you coming from we should move on to other stories because i can go all day on on second tier formula one drivers making these bold comments
0: so talking about formula one we're gonna keep on stay on that track uh red bull has no interest in formula e as a racing purist
1: what they said racing purist yes (laughs) um como say you don't even make your own engine for your car how are you a racing purist the, 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 well, I guess okay, Williams. But I mean, I don't know. They're not to me. They're not racing purists. If anything, they're the least purist out of all of the other out of the other two big Formula One teams. I don't know. I just feel like they're they're more willing to make change. I mean, well, we're starting to see this with Red Bull. I think that they're losing interest in the Formula series in general. Uh, I mean, they're losing interest in Formula One, and I think they're starting to lose interest in. And, and I can see that they're not interested in Formula E, though I'm a little surprised by that. I would have thought that they would have liked a more cookie-cutter setup, but...
0: Um, I don't know, because if you look at the all the teams on form, uh, Formula E right now, there are a lot of constructor teams.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't know, I just, um, yeah, I can understand why they're not interested. They seem to be redistributing their efforts. I'm not going to be surprised if they leave Formula 1. They haven't had a good stroke of luck. I don't think this Honda package is going to work for them, but we'll talk about that when we go into testing. Yeah, more. that's in a few weeks. Yeah, you'll look out for our episodes, then those will be the fun ones. Uh, but, I mean, I just uh, I'm not overly surprised by the news. I think that Red Bull's been indicating it's time for them to go. I think that the only way Red Bull will get interested in Formula E is if Formula 1 sort of does the things that Red Bull wants them to do and they just get into the whole Formula gig. I think if they started more of a driving academy with Formula 2 and Formula 3, we might see some interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty good. And one of the other last news articles is that um, Antonio, or De Costa, actually takes blame for the crash. Who
1: let him do this? Whom did it? Who let this man out of his cage? Who let him take charge? All right, listen, y'all. Who let him take the blame? See, here's my thing. If it were two non... Teammates. If it was if it was him versus Sam Bird and DaCosta did the same thing, oh yeah, DaCosta's blame 100 percent You went really hard down the inside, you didn't allow the other driver the opportunity to turn it. That that okay. Then it's your fault, and that kind of makes sense. Yeah, you didn't intend to lock up, I wouldn't have given you a penalty for that, but I would have put the blame on you. But this were two teammates. Sims shouldn't have even put him in that situation. It's the one who increases the risk that should be the one to blame. If you're the one making the attacking move, you initiated it all. There is no defense if there is no attack. So who let... Who, who First of all, who let him say this? If the B, If I find out the BMW team asked him to say this, I'm going to lose my shit.
0: <laughs>
1: because... The BMW team should be saying it's both drivers' fault. That's always the team line. You never choose one driver over the other. If DaCosta came out on his own and said this, I'm going to call him an idiot. He's probably a good guy for doing that, but he's an idiot. It's not his fault. You should never, ever be put in that situation.
0: Um, I don't know what was DaCosta thinking, but i trying to... I forgot there was a good quote. I'm trying to find it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we 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 rewatched the accident right before this episode. And I mean, yeah, the Yeah, yeah.
0: cost. if you look at it as a, uh, at least from a driver's perspective, you know, e- whether his teammate or not, yeah, DeCosta did break late, but that's because he was defending that corner. But at the same time, you never do that to your teammate, especially when you're less than 10 minutes to go on a race.
1: Yeah, uh, DaCosta maybe shouldn't have defended I don't think he intended to defend that hard, though. I don't I don't think that's how that came up. I really do feel like it was a shock lockup. Like, he was just like, oh, fuck, and then just <laughs> suddenly locks up. I don't, and I also think, I feel like he was off the normal racing line, so there might have been a bump that also. Had
0: yeah, a, he did hit a bump if yeah, we talked about it where yeah. he kind of locked up.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think this is 90% on Sims. You pushed him off the racing line, which induced him to lock up, and you shouldn't have been putting them in that situation in the first place.
0: But hopefully that doesn't happen.
1: I think we're seeing the start of something. (laughs) This is how it starts. The feeling. The rage.
0: But hopefully uh, BMW doesn't drop our team orders right off the bat this this time.
1: I'm actually of the opinion they need to. I mean, as a fan, I don't want them to, but if I were the team, I would tell them to.
0: Well, maybe at least, well, we did talk about it, you know, decent team orders, you know, not just, hey, let them let the your teammate go by just because
1: yeah i mean i think also this situation is a little different than most because typically you see a little bit of finger pointing like it was your fault it was your fault i don't think we've seen that in this case to taking the blame probably alleviated a lot of the stress so maybe there isn't as much of a need for teamwork as w- there was in mercedes with uh, uh rossberg and um hamilton or with uh force india with perez and Ocon, uh and um I think you saw that with Red Bull, too, actually. They, there was never a lot of finger-pointing after the Verstappen-Ricardo incident. In, um, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, Verstappen and Ricardo are both, were both upset immediately after, but I think they both eventually said that should never have happened and it was on us. Yeah. And I think that's why you didn't see a lot of team orders come up with Red Bull after that.
0: Yeah, because both of them actually went to their—they um, went back to the shop. And pretty much went in front of the whole company. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember this. Um, What's-his-face made them? Christian Horner. No, but, I mean, it's interesting. Red Bull's not going to enter Formula E, but we're seeing the Red Bull team model uh, <laughs> in the form of BMW. So I, I, it'll be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out in this next race. Uh, I'm hoping to hear a lot of radio chatter. Um, let's hope that they televise a lot of it, because I think, or at least we'll pull the transcripts, because I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, To look back and see what the radio communications look like, especially if they're both right behind each other and especially if it's a one, two. But we'll talk about who we think's finishing
0: where a little later. All right. So at least now that we got some of the news out the way, what do you think about going into the Santiago e So
1: So uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting race. We're going to see attack mode again play a critical role. Uh, what I'm hoping to see is um, good energy uh, improvements on energy management from the, bat- uh, from the newer teams and the less experienced drivers. I think especially after last race, we're going to see that um, a lot more. I still think the safety car at the end threw some of their energy management statistics off. So I think we're still in for an interesting last lap of the race in terms of is someone going to tick on to zero. But I think we're going to see a lot more interesting stuff regarding that.
0: Talking about battery management, uh, just to kind of hit back on Marrakesh and hopefully we could run with this. Um, one of the things people were looking at least motorsport.com were talking about how we're, if we're comparing the, um, attack mode to DRS and how they're saying that kind of gimmick actually works better with the fans of formula E compared to formula one.
1: Yeah. It's because formula one fans are purest asshats. <laughs> myself included yeah i mean i think that's what you're saying the newer generation is going to flock to formula e because it's filled with less pretentious asshats and i would like that to be formula e slogan we have less pretentious asshats <laughs> it's better than we are the fiercely driven who isn't fiercely driven in racing like eh, like formula ones make sense engineered insanity because it's like the pinnacle of engineering but like we are the fiercely driven first of all bmw needs to be driving less fierce mm <laughs>
0: Just crank it by half.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like take it down from 11 to 10, please. But yeah. Should we, should we uh, do our predictions now, Juan?
0: Ooh, what, what kind of prediction do you want to start out with? Um, Let's
1: first do our driver of the day predictions.
0: Mm, all right. I think uh, you should take that one away.
1: Ooh, my prediction for driver of the day, I think, is going to be, this is a toughie, but I'm going to go Sebastian Buemi. I think he's going to have a rough qualifying because he's never been that great at qualifying. Um, Well, he has his moments, but I think he's going to screw up his qualifying lap. He's going to start near the back of the grid and somehow charge through. I think he's due for one of those. I think he's disappointed in his first two, and I think we're going to see a spectacular
0: performance from him in this race. Hmm. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping Felipe Massa. I just oh,
1: yeah, we'll talk more about him during my bold prediction. But, yeah, Felipe Massa, I would love to see him. I'm well. hoping
0: he pulls, you know, something out of nowhere and just drags his car up to the, at least
1: yeah. top five. Top, if he pulls top five, that will be interesting.
0: Because, you know, he he's trying to settle in at least two races in um, plus some of the uh, shakedowns. So I know that's only I know he wasn't there for the testing itself but hopefully you get somewhere
1: <laughs> this that yeah that should be good now who do you think is going to make the podium Ooh. podium predictions everyone drum roll at your homes
0: uh to begin with i'm hoping the cost the costa
1: first all right
0: uh, i don't know about first i'm thinking maybe third
1: oh da costa and third all right who's your second place
0: uh second place um i'm hoping actually it's at audi one two
1: Wow, that's that's bold.
0: Cause An they're, Audi one, too. They're, they're doing pretty well getting up there slowly and at least being more persistent.
1: Interesting. I like that. I like that. Well, my podium. In third place, Sims. I think BMW will podium. They should. Otherwise, they screwed up. But I think they only get one podium, and this is where I get a little interesting. Second place, I'm going to go ahead and say Sam Bird. I think they have single lap pace they've shown it in qualifying i think that their energy management is going to be a lot better this race because of um, their time in marrakesh i think that they can last the race with solid energy consumption and i think that they can get a second place my first place however is the wild card john eric Vern. tachita has the pace tachita has the pace to win the constructors championship if jev can just not be stupid for 30 seconds
0: he will (laughs) win the race Get past the first corner.
1: Just, just, yeah, don't dive. You're fine. It was Sam Bird. We, you knew he didn't have energy conservation. We all knew. It was freaking, it's just, and vision, no, they didn't They didn't have, they didn't have it. All right, Juan. on. Now it's time for what all the listeners were waiting for but didn't know what was happening. Your bold prediction.
0: Bold prediction. Ooh. I'm thinking of the, uh. What was it? The Pascal Rear Line Pit Maneuver from uh, Morocco two years ago. He flips his BMD, uh, his vehicle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that
0: would be interesting if that happens. Oh, my God. You're predicting a crash. <laughs> I just want something really wild to happen. I'm just going
1: to go ahead and say if that happens, insurance companies, you need to start calling Juan for do all of your claim rate, like figuring out stuff. Because if he can predict accidents, I mean, it's a whole new world.
0: <laughs> uh, but... Uh but yeah that's my prediction for my wild card prediction.
1: My bold prediction's very very bold in my opinion. I I think F1 drivers, the new F1 drivers, it's time for them to prove their mettle. I'm predicting top 10 finishes for Felipe Massa, the Stoffel Waffle and Pascal. I think all three of them will finish with points. And I think one of them's going to have fastest lap.
0: All right. Let's just hope some of their vehicles don't break down cuz that's was some of the I is. swear to God, Mahindra, if your car breaks down again,
1: I will fly to... Santiago's in Argentina, right?
0: Yes. Just no, no, Chile. Damn! <laughs>
1: I look like a damn fool. Um, we said
0: Chile like four times already. Well, listen, I just finished
1: a night class, y'all. Y'all don't understand this college life. Anyway, uh, I swear, Mahindra, if you wreck his car, I will fly to Chile and wreck y'all. Come on now, Indian brothers! All right, we're we're we're, we're Indians here. We're just fighting for, fighting for the team. All right, well, that's all we have. Uh, I think those were some pretty bold predictions. Uh, If you guys have any ideas for uh, new uh, predictions you'd like us to make, uh, we we follow us on Instagram. Uh, Juan, what's our Instagram handle?
0: Perfecting the formula
1: perfect you see because no one thought that that would ever be some a name that we would name anything sounds like a show about how to make meth i'm gonna be
0: honest actually i found some people titled some of their books perfecting the formula with a random subtitle and it was from i think mit
1: (laughs) that's how smart we are guys (laughs) we're mit smart yeah but uh shoot us any of your ideas for what predictions you'd like to see in the future but that's how we think this race is going to turn out it's going to be exciting no matter what because it's formula e But uh, look forward to hearing back from us after the race. All right. Have a nice night, y'all. Goodbye. Oh, well, Dave, you're listening to this and they... Crap, I ruined the ending. It's all (laughs) over.